This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. I want to thank you for being a part of Team Clark. All you have to do to be part of our team is have a willingness to take steps to a more secure future for yourself. No fancy tryouts or cuts. We're all about teaching here so you can help yourself and others. Today we're starting out with Clark stinks. You know what else stinks lately? One of my favorite airlines, Southwest. I'm going to talk about what's going on with them and how it affects you later in the show. So Clark stinks, which you can go post at clark.com slash Clark stinks, is where you can give me feedback where I've missed the mark on something, where the guidance, advice, information, opinion, you feel I'm out to lunch. And this is really important for me to have your feedback, get your guidance, and when I have messed up, to be able to hear it, process it, and share it. And so with that having been said, it's time for many people's favorite segment of our podcast each week. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Hey, Clark. You recently were asked about survivor's benefits from someone on SSDI. You told them to download a software to get the correct answer of what their spouse will get if if and when they pass away due to their terminal condition. Please go to ssa.gov and the information is on there in regards to how much someone will receive if their spouse were to pass away. Social Security field offices are great resources and we take great pride in providing accurate information to the public. We're here to help, Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time to post and thank you. I can tell by your words how much you care about Social Security recipients and making sure that they receive the benefits that they have paid for. So I appreciate that. You know, my fixation on MaximizeMySocialSecurity.com, the software, is for people to know claiming strategies, the right time to take Social Security, the right procedure for a spouse to receive the highest benefit, There are a lot of steps involved that people can get overwhelmed with. In the case of disability insurance that someone's receiving through Social Security, it is true you should start first at ssa.gov. You may find a perfect answer there that 
is not hieroglyphics, and then you're not paying the $40 for the software. This is in response to the Gatorade and sports drink shortage. I had COVID and thankfully recovered. In the early stages of the virus, my nurse strongly advised me to drink lots of Gatorade. Luckily, a shopper was able to find me two large bottles, the last ones on the grocery shelf. The moral of this stinky story, the Gatorade shortage is due to those with COVID needing to stay hydrated. Clark, you're amazing, and I could never write that you stink. However, I suggest you check into getting your hernia surgery in Canada. My father did that decades ago and had a very quick recovery time. They use or did use a different method. Sincerely contributed to the Gatorade shortage. And I'll tell you, Clark, we had several people write in about having hernia surgeries and that maybe you need to see a doctor that will do a different method because they recovered quickly. Well, okay, so here's the truth. I've been putting it off so much, I haven't even gone to see the, the doctor yet, the specialist for the hernia surgery. And I forget about it. I promise because so many people um, this touched that I will make an appointment and I'll go find out what I'm going to have to do and what's going to be involved in doing it. On the Gatorade and the, the problems with the shortage, I want to tell you how great, how great it is that you recovered fully from COVID. I think that's fantastic. And eventually the shortages that exist in so many areas of our lives will phase out. But it's going to be um, a messy next year or so till we get the supply chain issues fully resolved. Clark, Clark, Clark. After years of listening to you, I was shocked for the first time recently when you mentioned the Kobayashi Maru. How could you do this to us? All this time you've been hiding that you're a Trekkie. Please don't stink anymore and just use more Star Trek terminology in your advice, John. Okay, so John, I am not the Trekkie. It is my wife who is obsessed with Star Trek TNG. She can quote every word of every episode of Next Generation, and it is mind-blowing. I remember forever ago when in Las Vegas there was the Star Trek experience. I uh, walked my wife over to the casino where they had the Star Trek experience. I think it was the old Las Vegas Hilton, if I remember right. And I thought, you know, she'd be there for a half hour, hour, whatever. She spent five hours there and had these pictures of her sitting in the captain's chair and all that. I mean, there there are people, as you know, John, that are really, really, really into the uh, Star Trek stuff. And I am I am an observer who is in love with someone who is one. So that's how I know some of the phraseology. Clark, you stink a little bit. I know you love Tesla and other electric vehicles, but the reality is electric vehicles are not feasible for people who live in condos, apartment complexes, or who use street parking. Electric vehicles are only feasible for people who have a driveway or garage, Brian. Brian, you bring up a very valid point, and that is what do you do if you live in an apartment, you live in a condo, and more and more in the garages or decks that they have, depending on where you are in the country, they call them a parking structure, a garage, or a deck. Um, They now are putting in the electric vehicle chargers. And we moved to a condo recently, and there are 
uh, three electric vehicle chargers that are available to anyone, and then other people put in their own in the parking deck. And this is a problem right now for so many people who would consider buying electric vehicles, the shortage of charging capacity. But I think that's really something that is going to be solved within the next few years. And Krista, I know we got so many posts about my love for electric vehicles. You got another one you want to throw my way too, don't you? I do. This one's from Gary. Clark's love for Tesla seems to be clouding his thinking when it comes to the business of selling new cars. I drive a Toyota truck and my wife drives a Toyota SUV. I think there are five Toyota dealerships within 25 miles of my house. They're independent of each other and independent of Toyota, so as far as retail pricing is concerned, they all compete for my business. That is hardly a monopoly. There must be 25 other dealerships of various brands also competing for my business. A Tesla dealership on an Indian reservation owned by the manufacturer who sets all the retail rules should be more like a monopoly to me. I start each day listening to the show and now the podcast and have for a very long time. Uh, Gary, uh, very good point. The idea of Tesla and the new seller Lucid of electric vehicles and uh the various ones that are coming along that they want to sell direct to the public. And yes, you do have the sense of competition when you have, as you said, five Toyota dealerships within 25 miles and any brand you've got the competition and they compete with each other. The reality is the dealership system adds an additional layer of overhead into the car buying process. And most people hate the car buying process. I was talking to my brother-in-law just a few days ago who has put off looking at a new vehicle for him. It could be new or used that he would buy. And he said, I just hate dealing with the dealers. I just hate it. And so I just keep driving what, I'm have, what I have. I said, well, actually, they're doing you a favor because you're not spending the money on a new vehicle since your current one still works fine. Keep driving it. Keep being afraid of going to the dealers. You're going to save money. But the, the car buying process is one that people historically have been very unhappy with. And the direct sale method where you go online to Carvana, CarMax, uh, in the used car world, Tesla in a new vehicle world, where the price is the price, has been a big crowd pleaser for people. I've been listening to you for years, and I've gotten a lot of great advice and thank you, but you have a common theme song when it comes to insurance companies and claims adjusters. I'm probably in my feelings about this and feel terrible about the way you assign nefarious intentions to claim adjusters all the time. I've worked as an adjuster for over 30 years for a number of companies, and the level of stress we were placed under to treat every customer, both internal and external, by our managers is immense. Neither myself or anyone I've worked with has ever been directly directed to withhold benefits or take advantage of any customer in any way, especially if the customer trusts us enough to deal directly with us without enlisting an attorney's service. As a matter of fact, it is exactly the opposite. The way you paint adjusters in this light encourages people to approach us in a very hostile manner from the outset, and it's very unfair to us. We are just people like you and your friends and family. Please consider how you relay information, M. M, thank you. And 
I appreciate your professional pride in what you do. You know, what happens is when somebody has a claims problem, that's when we hear from them. We don't hear from people who say, hey, it was the greatest experience ever after my auto accident or uh, after the uh, damage happened at my house or whatever. We only hear from people who are having problems and who seem to be in an adversarial kind of situation with the insurance company or the insurance company's adjuster. I appreciate what you're saying, and I will hear that and think that through before I paint with such a broad brush next time. Hey, Clark, you always talk about 2% cards from Citibank and Fidelity, and now you're even talking about the 1.75% from Navy Federal, but you never mention the 2% cards from PayPal, Venmo, or even the evil Wells Fargo, all of which are arguably better offers with sign-up and rate bonuses. If you're impartial, why not mention the best offers, Michael? Michael, thank you for that. So we have talked about the offers, even the Wells Fargo. I had a question recently. I said, so this one's tough for me because Wells Fargo is offering people these bonuses to sign up for their card and then paying the 2% back. And I said, you just got to know that doing business with Wells Fargo is hazardous, but the offer they have is a good one. We have a write-up about this on Clark.com, where we also talk about the other options for 2%. We also have one on Clark.com on our uh, cashback cards that's a 2.5% offer from a particular financial institution but it, that one comes with an annual fee. So, yeah, if you find one from PayPal, Venmo, or even if you're willing to do business with the devil himself, herself, <laughs> whichever Wells Fargo is, um, as long as you are getting the good deal, then sure. And so I apologize for the narrowness of me constantly going back and back to City Double Cash and the Fidelity credit card product. I heard you tell someone that they should not necessarily give a contractor, sod in this case, 40% up front. That stinks to the heavens. My husband is a handyman contractor and requires 50% up front so he can purchase the supplies, etc. He's a small business and can't work without the 50% up front. So you're telling business not to you're telling people not to do business because of this could put someone like my husband out of business. I really enjoy your show and advice, Clark, but this advice just plain reeks, Joanne. Joanne, thank you. And let's go back to the one from the adjuster who said that I was painting with a broad brush. This one is one that in my TV work, I've done story after story after story where people have paid a home improvement contractor cash up front, and then the person's gone with the wind, and they have no way of ever getting the money back that they paid up front. This is a rough and tough dilemma. And the alternative that I mentioned, if the 50% up front is for the materials needed for the job, the alternative is and remains that as an individual contractor, I give the, the individual customer who's worried about paying money up front the option of purchasing the supplies for me or going with me to buy them where I actually am getting the supplies for the work at their home. So this one's a hard one because 
I've dealt with all the consequences of people who have been dishonest and the fact that there's no way for that individual consumer to ever reclaim that dough. Clark railed against Morgan Stanley for the fees they charge on 529 plans. My only issue is I was expecting Clark to hear Clark say at the end of the story that he invited a representative from Morgan Stanley on the show to talk about this, but I did not hear him say that. I feel that stories like this have so much more weight when you make it clear that you invited the other party onto your show, whether they accepted or declined. Brady. Brady, that's wonderful, and that is... Um, the, my attitude is I never want to have the last word. And if a corporate representative would like to go on to talk about what I've said, that is always something that we allow and that we encourage. And the reality is I have found that we have never, that I can ever recall, I've been providing advice on my show since 1987 and I cannot ever recall a time that uh, investment house or brokerage house has ever been willing to talk or ever even wanted to go on the show but Brady you're right I many times say that when I've uh, picked on a company that we would love for them to be able to come on and have their say and Morgan Stanley is more than welcome to come on and talk about why they charge so much more for a 529 plan than other companies that offer very low-cost ones. See, another cheap shot at Morgan Stanley. So they are certainly welcome to come on and have their say. And talk about a company that I love that I have to pick on, Southwest Airlines. Oh, man, they are in a mess right now. And the problem is, if you buy a ticket, you're in that mess. I'm going to tell you what's going on and how you should protect yourself from any airline that doesn't have its act together coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I love Southwest Airlines. I think that they are single-handedly responsible for changing how air travel works worldwide. The story of Southwest back from 1970, is it one? What year was it? Um, I forget the exact year when they attempted to start air service and the nation's airlines that all loved the current cozy relationship that existed then where the government decided 
what airline flew what route, what time of day they flew, how many seats could be on the plane, and what was charged meant that virtually no one ever was able to travel. It was generally only the wealthiest of the wealthy and a small slice of corporate travelers. Nobody else ever got on an airplane. And Southwest uh, fought in the courts for multiple years, was able to start their system of very simplified travel, and has become the nation's largest domestic airline. And they've done it with a simple focus on not ripping you off, making it a very simple process to buy a ticket, not have to worry about what they're going to charge you for bags or change fees or anything else. And I've loved how they have been such a disruptor. But now they are deep into middle age, and they're having some problems. There's morale issues in the company. Employees are very unhappy with management. Uh, the statements that the unions put out are unbelievable. It's like they're talking about an enemy instead of an employer. And Southwest has had operational problems, as they refer to it in the airline industry, that have been brutal. Earlier this year, they left people stranded all over the country. And then in October, they had four hideous days that they left hundreds of thousands of people stranded around the country. And then employees were left all over the place and all the rest. And Southwest and the problems earlier this year and again in October, in both cases, blamed the problems on someone else or something else. They blamed the air traffic control system. They blamed weather, blah, 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 blah. The reality is, operationally, they're stretched too thin. It's clear from everything I read in industry publications that Southwest has too thin a margin of employees to be operating the schedule they are and when anything goes wrong, and things eventually do go wrong, weather happens, other things happen, their whole system kind of melts down. And you and I are the ones that get caught in the middle. So the first thing to get better is to admit you have a problem. And I'm not hearing that from the executive offices of Southwest yet. And they've got to make peace with their employees because one of the secret things that Southwest always had was they had employees that were generally happier, made a better connection to customers, and had more hustle than typically you'd find with other airlines. And right now the employees feel defeated. And I see it on their faces. I experience it. And this is something that I hope that Southwest gets fixed because they are, again, the largest domestic airline and affects so many of us. So the question is, and I realized I needed to address this because I've been asked by people, should they do what they, in the industry they call book away? Should you, when you're looking to plan a trip for the rest of this fall through Thanksgiving, Christmas, into the new year, should you book away from Southwest? Meaning, you don't even look at them, and you only look at flying other airlines. Well, the way I look at it when an airline is having difficulties, 
is that buying a ticket on them is like buying a junk bond. You know you're going to likely get a lower price because Southwest is going to deal with this by offering better deals to try to get people who are reluctant to book. And so you're going to have an opportunity to get a better deal on your flight with the fact that you have a higher chance that your flight will be disrupted, delayed, or canceled on Southwest versus anybody else right now. Clark, I have a question here from Krista, and she just wants to know, she has booked on a Southwest flight in three weeks. Should she book on another airline? No, I, I think that you don't have much of a problem. Uh, you're talking sometime in November before Thanksgiving, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a lighter travel time, travel cycle, and I don't think you need to worry about that. The real test is going to come through the Thanksgiving holiday in particular, and then the period around Christmas, New Year's. And the way airlines schedule, there seems to be a bigger problem with people running out of flight hours that they're eligible to fly under federal rules later in a month, and Thanksgiving is late in a month, and around the New Year could be another issue, you know, late December. And I expect that Southwest has is going to lose so much money from the operational difficulties and the reputational harm, I think that it will be probably okay to fly them over the rest of the fall. And we'll see if I am right about that, but I think it will be okay. So I'm not afraid to book on them, but then this brings up the other thing, Krista. Mm -hmm. What happens if your flight is disrupted it is canceled or you suffer a great delayed and it's true that the airlines have been really bad about that united got in big trouble for not giving people their money back when they did all day what do you do and this is the hard part for people okay so here's how it works if an air covid cancellations last year the airlines have to give you your money back period if they cancel airline cancels your flight, they're legally required to give you a straight-out refund of your money. But then that leaves the other issue. How do you get to where you're going? Because if at the last minute you have to buy a ticket, that ticket will be sky-high typically, particularly if you buy on one of the three full fares, American, United, or Delta. So you're going to be shocked at what I'm going to recommend. Uh, this is going to just cause an eye roll. But you've got the three deep discounters that are growing larger and larger and larger and have more and more coverage across the country. If you find yourself with a cancellation on any of the three full fares or Southwest, and you're sitting there and you got to get home, and you're looking at fare costs, ticket costs that are through the roof, see what's available from Spirit, Frontier, and Allegiant. I went there, I said it, because when you are up against the wall and your wallet is facing real harm because of an airline canceling your flight, looking at the deep discounters is kind of like a reserve currency to be able to get you back to where you came from. If your flight is canceled before your trip has started, 
then that's a whole different story. You have the option of just not taking the trip, getting your full refund. If you really need to take the trip, though, or want to take the trip, then it is tough, and you got to be as flexible as you can. One thing not to do, if you're trying to get accommodation from any of the full fares, American United or Delta or Southwest or any other airline, don't go stand in a line at the airport. Go to the website of that airline to see if you can rebook on their website. And if you have the app, on the app will be a much quicker way for you to find your next possible flight than attempting to do so standing in any line. And Krista, I hope you are able to take your trip as planned. Oh, I'm going. I'll figure it out. Okay. A couple of travel-related questions. This is from Shannon in North Carolina. My sisters and I are planning a girls' weekend in Las Vegas in February, and I've been tasked with finding hotel rooms. I plan to use a bidding site like Priceline to book. How far in advance should I do this, and what are the cancellation policies of these sites? Shannon, great question. And Vegas has a whole different booking pattern than anywhere else in the country because almost 100% of the travel to Las Vegas is either for a conference or convention or for just a fun getaway. And so people are going all discretionary. What I recommend you do instead of going to Priceline to book is you start now and find a booking looking at the calendars of the various casino hotels that you're interested in staying at and look at their price calendars because depending on what's going on in Vegas that time in February, that weekend in February, and what may be going on at a specific casino where many of the larger casinos have their own conference centers, if they're booked for a conference, their rates may be a lot higher than another casino hotel that does not have a conference or convention going on during that time. So find the best deal available at this time. Almost always now, they are fully refundable. Make sure you book now rooms for your sisters where you have refundable rooms. And then the week you're going in February, that's when you go to Priceline and that's when you go shop the various casino hotel sites. You'll usually have a cancel window that's three to seven days before departure or arrival, I mean, and make sure that you have shopped the alternates before you were too late to cancel the booking you're holding. And so you first book a room now. It's like what you can't do gambling, where you're both having a sure thing and a chance of a better deal. This is how I do the cycle of booking rooms. And by the way, if you want to know my general strategies for saving on hotels around the country and around the world, everywhere except really Las Vegas, I've got a guide to that on Clark.com. From Daniel in Maryland, I need advice on how to spend money wisely for a bucket list trip to Honolulu, Hawaii next September. I'll be retiring soon and my family and I would like to do something that we've never done and will likely never do again, fly first class. Given your extensive travel experience, what advice can you provide to help us obtain the best possible first class flight and fare? 
Generally, I follow your advice on spending less and saving more, but this is a once in a lifetime trip. After working for four decades, I really want to fly first class once in my time, my lifetime. So the way the fares work from particularly the West Coast to Hawaii is the coach fares are very, very competitive. The front of the plane fares not as much, but they will be much cheaper from the West Coast flying first class to Honolulu than it will be from Maryland. So what I'm going to recommend to you is there are sales routinely on first class across the country. So you can go to BWI and find a good first class deal to the West Coast, and then you look for a separate first class deal from the West Coast to Honolulu. Now, if you buy a ticket round trip from Maryland to Hawaii and back, what happens is you're going to have a brutal overnight flight coming back. But if you do it my way where you buy one first class ticket from uh, probably Baltimore, probably BWI, to the West Coast, and then a second one from the West Coast to Honolulu, here's the advantage. You're able to take a daytime flight from Honolulu back to, let's say, L.A., San Francisco, Phoenix, San Diego, Vegas, wherever the cheapest deal is, spend the night in a nice hotel near the airport, wherever you land, and then fly a day flight again the next day to Baltimore, and you completely avoid the overnight thing. I want you to set up fare alerts on Google Flights and any other service like that that you like for first-class travel from Maryland to, let's do uh, Southern and Northern California, set up several alerts, and then set up other alerts from the West Coast airports to Honolulu, and it'll alert you every time there's a deal, and you'll be able to play the match game and get the best deal possible. Expect on sale first class from the West Coast to Honolulu to be around 950 round trip from Baltimore to Los Angeles, as an example, on sale. Expect first class to come in somewhere around 650. So I hope that helps. And just want to get this in from Manny. A quick tip to people on the East Coast to piggyback on your comments about rising gas prices. For the month of October, Wawa is offering 15 cents off per gallon of gas if you use your Wawa app to pay at the pump. Download the free app, create a profile to be a rewards member, and voila, there's your savings. Right now in the Tampa area, that 15 cents off beats your beloved Costco price per gallon. Manny, thank you for that. And I keep getting the alerts from Wawa about the 15 cents off per gallon. And what a problem. I want to, like, pay for somebody else's gas since I drive an electric vehicle. I can't fill it up. But thank you for the tip. And more and more, the huge independent discounters like Wawa, Quick Trip, Sheets, um, they are offering their own gas price discounts to get you not to use a credit card at the pump because the huge credit card fees they have to pay to the banks and instead passing on a decent discount to you like the Wawa 15 cent a gallon. And I want to thank you for joining us. 
please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust. 